On February 24th, 2022, Russia invaded the Ukraine. And did they accidentally set off the long-prophesized dimensional merge? And then we try... I know you guys are tired of hearing about all this stuff, but then we take a look at conspiracies involving nuclear missiles. We know that UFOs and aliens have long been curious about the world's nuclear missiles, but are they also currently being monitored by the forces of hell? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. I'm just going to say this right now. I'm recording this episode on Sunday, February 27th. I don't know how things are in the future. <laughs> things are going on Wednesday when this episode actually gets released. Hopefully the world is still in one piece. I don't think there's going to be any uh, widespread nuclear bombs. Like <laughs> I really specified that. Nuclear landmines, maybe. Local nuclear bombs, maybe. I'm hoping not, right? But as of the time I'm recording this in my haunted closet, um, nothing horrible like nuclear has happened. So that's good, right? <laughs> as you're listening to this podcast in the future from your MP3 player as the battery's slowly dying and the fallout is coming towards you. Like, Jason, why'd you, why'd you pick this stuff to talk about? And you recorded it so far in the future. Someone who always joins me when I'm hanging out in the future, coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now, is one of our Thanksgiving livestream supporters. Give it up for the entire export. Woo! Come on in, come on in from the radioactive fallout. Hurry up, hurry up, shut the door. Dead Rabbit Command is protected from all sorts of attacks. Again, these jokes are all completely insensitive if a nuclear strike has actually happened, but I don't think it's gonna. The entire export, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially, I totally get it. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. It really helps the show grow, which is also very exceptional. The entire export, let's go ahead and give you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirigible. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're going to float all the way out to the Ukraine. Export, go ahead and fly this dirigible over the Ukraine. We're definitely not going to get out and walk around. We're just going to be up in this dirigible the entire time. February 24th, 2022 was the day that Russia invaded the Ukraine. And that is also, I'm just going to get to the chase right here. February 24th, 2022 is the birthday of Chris Chan, a.k.a. Christine Chandler. If that name means nothing to you, you are a well-adjusted adult and shut off the podcast to never listen to me again and go on with your day. Don't know about the madness I'm about to talk about. We did an entire episode on Chris Chan a while ago. Chris Chan believes that eventually the fictional world will merge with the real world. So Gotham is going to appear somewhere like where Chicago is and New York is going to be replaced by Metropolis and regular New Yorks from all these other fictional universes all fictional universes, collide with Earth. You'll finally be able to challenge Sonic to a race, arm wrestle Popeye, and go hang gliding with Powerpuff Girls or whatever the world they do. The point is, is that it's all going to collide, but it's also going to be like super violent and destructive. So his birthday is the same day that Russia invades the Ukraine. 
He's 40 years old. I didn't know he was that old. He's 40 years old. This invasion starts. But what's even weirder is... What's even weirder than the fictional world colliding with our own is for the first time, we are able to see behind the curtain vis-a-vis a propaganda war. This is really, really interesting. I got a email from Chris K., another longtime supporter of the show, actual founder of the Golden Rabbit Brigade. He's the guy who made me set up the Patreon in the first place. And he sent me this stuff, and I, I'd been following the news, but he sent me this stuff about the ghost of Kiev and what this is. It's an unknown fighter pilot flying an older plane, a MiG-29 Fulcrum, and on the very first day of the invasion, shot down five Russian jets, plus a helicopter. That's kind of being a bully, right? What's a helicopter going to do to a jet, right? So anyway, shoots down five jets, were the opponents. The helicopter was just a bonus target. I blew it up. And I remember seeing this on Twitter, and it said, this is the first combat ace in the past 52 years. No one's racked up this many jet kills in a day. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's fascinating, right? Footage started coming out of this jet. Um, I was researching this story kind of as it was going on. By February 26th, so two days after the invasion, he'd already racked up another six jet kills. So he's sitting at 11 kills right now. And you might be worried right now if you're a Russian pilot and you're like, oh, no, I didn't know about this guy. They don't let us look at the Twitter. He's fake. He doesn't exist. This is so fascinating to me. This is so interesting. We are seeing for the first time, I'm going to keep it brief because I know no one really wants to hear about Ukraine. You guys are like, you want to get to the nuclear weapon stuff. Just the same reason I didn't talk a lot about coronavirus, right, when that was happening because we hear about it all the time. But the ghost of Kiev is something different. It was video game footage from the game War Thunder, coupled with some unsourced tweets and people needing hope that created the ghost of Kiev. Even the former president of the Ukraine tweeted, oh, no, no, the because people started going, oh, it's fake. It's from this video game. We totally know it because the clouds, the clouds had a little turtle with a fishing pole in it. It's obviously a video game. The former president of the Ukraine goes, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know that was I know that was fake, but he's real. And here's a photo of him. Here's a photo of the ghost of Kiev sitting in his jet. And that photo was from 2019. That was an old photo from some Chinese website. It's so weird. And they're creating these fictional. I don't know who's doing this. The ghost of Kiev was a joke, but it spun out of control and people started believing it. And then Newsweek had to start running articles being like, we don't know if the ghost of Kiev is real or not, but we know that this video footage is fake. But maybe there is a ghost of Kiev out there. Then they, I started seeing stuff about this guy called the Ukrainian Maniac. No, I'm sorry, the Ukrainian Reaper, right? The Maniac's the copyright, that's another guy. The Ukrainian Reaper, I saw an article on him, 20 confirmed kills of Russians on the first day, right? And so he, that guy's going around, it's like, move out of the way, move out of the way, fake propaganda thing that no one believes in anymore. This time it's the Ukrainian Reaper, and by now, there was one, some guy started the Odessa Ass Bandit. And that was, this guy had had a confirmed 20 uh, uh, butt rapes of Russian soldiers. And that's obviously fake, right? But the point is, now all the jokes are coming out about it. We don't know what's real. That guy's not real. Don't worry about your butt. 
if you're a Russian, don't worry about the Odessa ass bandit. But the we don't know what's real. And this started so quickly that when I'm sitting here at home and I'm reading reports, reading news articles, and they're talking about this amount of troops have been killed and this is going on and they have this, but they did. I don't know. I don't know what's real. Fascinating. Fascinating. I, I don't know what to believe. Putin's troops have been stopped at this city. Orange glow seen over Kiev was a nuke detonated. Talks are going to happen on this border. I don't know. I don't know if any of that's real at all. Fascinating and really alarming, isn't it? I, I have a conspiracy theory. America has never gone to war with an English-speaking enemy since the Civil War. And I think there's a reason for that. I think if you could sit there and watch the world leaders and you could understand what they're saying, you could be like, I don't know, Saddam Hussein's making some pretty good points. Maybe he should be torturing all those people. I don't know. I thought torture was bad, but he's a really good speaker. America does not fight people who speak English. And I think there's a reason for that. I think it's because... They don't want us to know what they're fighting. And it's not its not a racial thing either. Because they walked all over the world. They walked all over Europe stepping on people, right? Fought the Germans, fought the Italians, fought the Spanish. It had nothing to do with race. They don't fight people who speak English as a first language since the Civil War. And I think it's a propaganda reason. I, I, I do think that's a, that's a conspiracy theory I have. I think that they don't pick that fight because if we went to war with England and we could listen to what they were saying, I have to depend that the government's telling me these guys are the bad guys. I mean, yeah, when you fly a couple planes into the World Trade Center, that you're a bad guy. But I remember there was that speech. I remember there was, there was like, we found video footage of Osama bin Laden bragging about the 9-11 attacks. It was all over the news. And then it later came out, like a month later, like, that's not what he was saying. These independent translators are like, that's not what he said. But I don't know. Do I believe the independent translators? Do I believe the guy? I very rarely believe the government. But do I believe the independent translators? Do I believe these translators? Do I believe these troop movements in the Ukraine? Do I believe these troop movements in the Ukraine? I don't know what's going on. And I'm reading a bunch of stuff. And I've come to the conclusion that I think everything that you know, this is including me, if you took the total sum of your knowledge, 10% of it is factually incorrect. I'm not talking about political opinions. I'm not talking about religious opinions. I'm talking about 10% of what a normal person actually believes to be true is probably false. And now we have this war that's going on that we don't know what's going on. I can watch camera footage. I can watch like streaming camera footage of like Kiev and these other cities in the Ukraine. You're like, Jason, you, you must be really bored if you're sitting watching this camera footage. Beautiful cities, right? I'm just seeing cars drive down the road and stuff like that. I don't know what I was expecting, like Call of Duty cutscenes with a bunch of helicopters and mortars and blown. blown. Again, I am recording this episode on Sunday. That stuff may have happened by the time you hear it on Wednesday. And I'm, I obviously know there's a war going on over there. I'm not saying that it's not real, but... I don't know what's true. I'm hearing all this stuff that Russia's getting stymied here and stymied here and he can't move the troops and da-da-da-da-da. And for all I know, two days from now, the entire country could be taken over by Russia. And everyone's like, wait, I thought you said that the Odessa ass bandit was, was protecting the country. I thought you said that he had been stopped on all these things. And then the people who told us those propaganda stories are like, they, they don't even, people don't even apologize anymore for telling you the wrong thing. 
fascinating. Like, I've never seen... I lived through the first Iraq war and the second Iraq war and all this stuff. And I remember hearing about Iraqi soldiers going in and taking babies right out of the incubators. When the Iraqis invaded Kuwait, the first <laughs> before they secured any strategic targets, they went to a local hospital and pulled babies out of the incubators. I remember hearing that there was an Iraqi woman testifying before Congress saying this happened. Never happened. Never happened. That story about soldiers taking babies out of incubators is an old story. It's been it's happened in a couple different wars. So what's real? Fascinating story. The ghost of Kiev, people are saying the footage isn't real, but he's real. And now I think people have kind of moved on because he's not. And people are making up brand new characters. They're like the juggernaut of Kiev. He gets plus two defense if he fights more than five Russians at a time. I mean, that stuff's obviously fake, right? Those are jokes. But at the same time, real propaganda is being put out. And I'm watching history unfold in real time. And I don't know what's true. And you could go, Jason, well, you got to go to this, this website. This website has all the true information. Are you sure? Are you sure? Like, you don't know. I mean, you could be sitting in the Ukraine right now. You're like, Jason, yeah, I know. Here's a photo of what's going on. But fascinating. It's fascinating to see this propaganda war play out in real time. And Christian's birthday. Does this have an? Is this part of this dimensional merge? Because what we're having is we're having fictional event. You didn't think I was going to get back to that. You thought that was clickbait. We're having a real event with fictional characters in the real event, and people are believing the fictional characters. Does it become a tulpa at a certain point? Could we see a ghost of Kiev, a person flying this older jet? Chris K had the suggestion. Maybe it's a ghost. Maybe it's a literal ghost. That's why it's in such an old jet and connected it to my episode about George Washington fighting his ghost fighting during the Battle of Gettysburg. I'll put that episode in the show notes. But Yeah, is I mean, it feels like the real world and the fake world are colliding. And we're I know there's always been propaganda. See, here's the difference. You go, Jason, there's always been propaganda during war. There's always been these type of characters. We don't see them because they don't exist. But with the footage, you can actually show footage that in a tweet, in the little low-res tweet box, looks like a jet flying overhead. Right? I was I was fooled. I was fooled. So before you would have... And also these stories would be local to the combat. You'd be like, oh, and you won't believe it. This guy, he took on 10 soldiers at once. He had an AK-47 in each hand and perfect aim, and just every bullet landed a headshot. It was amazing, and that would inspire people locally to walk around with two AK-47s. If he can do it, I can do it. It's local stuff in the battlefield, and now you can have footage of it. Fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. We are taking the real and making it fake. We are taking the fake and making it real and... In front of all of it is the looming shadow of Chris Chan. Leaves their big old stamp on it. Weird story. The real is fake. The fake is real. I don't know what to believe. Anything could happen. And even after the dust is settled, will we know the truth? Who knows? Who knows? The entire export. Let's go ahead and toss you the keys of the carbon copter. We're leaving behind Kiev. We are headed all the way out to Johnson County, Missouri. Do, 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 
Specifically, we're headed to Whiteman Air Force Base. That's in Johnson County, Missouri. And most of this information I got came from an article written in the Liberation Times, which is a UFO news website. And I want to give a shout out to the author, Christopher Sharp. A great interview. Thank you very much for this information. He interviewed recently a former nuclear weapons tech, a dude named Adrian Reister. His team, his job was to provide security for the nukes there. So, I mean, that'd be so boring if you think about it, right? You'd just be sitting there all day long. Like, who's going to break in and steal a nuke, right? You bring up a flatbed truck. Like, I guess you could just put up some camera. You're like, Jason, they're not worried about someone stealing an entire nuclear missile. And so people don't go in and sabotage it or copy it. Some guy comes in with a, a piece of paper and traces it and then takes it back to Russia and goes, this is what their missiles look like. Give me a million dollars. I got you some intel. It just sounds boring, right? Like, at least if you were like, I would, if I was a security guard, if you said you can guard this nuclear missile or you can guard this, you can guard this jewel that the penguin is trying to steal, I'd much rather do that. I guess then I'd probably get gassed in the face or kicked in the nuts by a penguin, but still, it'd be more exciting. Anyways, he's walking around. He's working for the military. The military's 99% just boring. He's sitting there, and he's doing his job one night. And this night, they're actually getting ready to move some warheads around. They're, they're shuffling them up. They're like, only one of these warheads are real. Can you guess which one? And they're putting them on different missiles. He goes, I remember I'm sitting there. And we're moving these warheads around. And I see up in the night sky, a glowing ball high up there. And he's like, hmm, it's really high. There might be a satellite, right? I heard those things are pretty high up. But it's look, it, but it's just hovering there for a long time. And once the transport team shows up to officially move the warhead, he said it just kind of bounced a bit and then shot up directly into the sky. Disappeared. Never saw a satellite do that before. However, to be fair, don't sit outside and watch satellites all day long. Here's the thing. It's pretty common to have UFOs over nuclear power plants. We have a lot of stories about that stuff. And I think most of those are terrestrial spy planes. So when you were moving the warheads around, so of course the Russians or the Chinese or France or Egypt or Israel or Australia or any of these other countries that wants to know what's going on, they want to know what we're doing. They, they're, they're trying to guess which warhead's the real warhead. But we have a lot of stories about UFOs flowing overhead. What makes this more interesting is we're in the year of 2006, and it's summertime. This dude, Adrian's at his workspace, and he's in a restricted area. I mean, technically, the entire military base is restricted. I'm not allowed to go there with an ice cream cone and start taking pictures, but he's in a extra restricted area. So he's alone in this area. The rest of his team is working on a trainer bomb. It's like a Fisher-Price bomb. All the pieces are huge and plastic. And he's sitting there in this restricted area, and he hears the sound of footsteps walking down the hall. And he immediately realized something was off, because one, he, he knew he was the only person there, but two, everyone in the military wears boots. But these were not boot footsteps. These were the footsteps. This dude, this dude totally has a foot fetish. I never would have been able to pick this out. Only someone who's heard feet, like watches YouTube videos of nothing but feet walking, ASMR. He goes, these were not allegedly. Don't sue me if you don't really have a foot fetish, Adrian. But he goes, I did not hear the sound of boots walking down the hallways. 
I heard the sound of bare feet walking down the hallway. Short, tiny, <laughs> short, tiny, delicate feet with a little wisp of a long afternoon playing tennis. I, I added that was not his description. He hears the sound of bare feet in the hallways. And he looks up and he doesn't see anything and the sound goes away. So he just goes back to work, which is probably playing with his phone. A couple minutes later, the sound comes back. He's, he's on YouTube looking up feet noises and he's like, what? Where's that sound coming from? Oh, well, I also put my headphones back in and keep watching feet. He A couple minutes later, he hears more feet walking around behind him. And this time he can tell the sound is moving away from the area that he's at. So he gets up and he gets up and turns just in time to see a blurry figure walk around the corner. He said this figure was about six feet tall and it was blurry. It was a completely indistinct figure. It, he says it reminded him of if you took a black mass, a black swirling mass, and compressed it into the shape of a human walking through the hallway. Now, remember, this is a restricted area. He's supposed to be the only one in this area. Plus, he also wants to see this dude's feet. So he gets up. I don't know why I feel so bad for this guy. All of a sudden, he, that's become his defining trait. He loves feet. He gets up and he begins running down the hallway. And he wants to catch this guy. He wants to know what it is, right? So he goes down the hallway and he turns and he looks down this long hallway. Nothing. He begins searching all over the area. He goes into the offices. He goes into the break room. He gets on all fours and he's sniffing, sniffing around. Oh, now I know the scent of feet, but where is this one gone? Nothing. He can't find it anywhere. He goes, this is a secure base. This is a military base. How did anyone get in here? All the doors are secured. No alarms went off. And so he just goes back to his workstation. He walks back, takes, <laughs> takes his shoes off, takes his shoes off and walks through the hallway, his bare feet touching the cold linoleum floor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He walks back to his workstation all depressed. Cheers himself up by taking a quick whiff of his own socks and goes, you know what, I'm not going to report this because I'll just be considered a lunatic. I'll be considered a foot-smelling lunatic. No, he goes, I don't know why I've made it. This is his defining trait, but it's all part of the propaganda. It's all part of the propaganda machine. He goes, I'm not going to report this because people will think I'm crazy. Like, And that's true. If you went to your boss if you went to your boss at work because i do this at every workplace i've every workplace i've ever worked has been haunted i don't think wells fargo was haunted that was like this call center they don't they're not around anymore but all my other jobs i've been like this place haunted there's a ghost here <laughs> that's why that's why i wasn't able to come into work sir because a ghost was in my desk and it was super spooky so i stayed home for three days um uh, i've been worked at a lot of haunted places i worked at a haunted pizza parlor technically i brought the ghost to the pizza parlor the pizza parlor wasn't haunted i did an episode on that and then i just worked at a lot of haunted places but i i dare you to do this where you work Go to your boss and say, hey, you know, I like working here and all, but every so often there's a swirling black mass in the shape of a human that walks around and does, <laughs> doesn't wear any shoes. Tell your boss that 
and watch watch how quickly your hours get reduced. You, they will think you're a lunatic. They'll be like, wait a sec, unless, unless you work at Shadowman RS. And he's like, well, I'm glad you saw that. I'm glad you reported that to me, because that means we have more inventory. Um, usually people, and they may not actually reduce your hours or fire you or anything like that, but they're like, what? But what's in, so we have this report, right? Now, this is a shadow man, and shadow men kind of fall into the realm of the paranormal, not necessarily alien. And this report is not alone. Outside of Las Vegas, Nevada, we all know about Area 51, but what a lot of people forget is that's Area 51. There's 50 more of these areas scattered around the United States. Area 2 is outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. And we have a report from Chris Cabrera, former Air Force security officer. He said he was on this base and he sees this black mass, very similar to what Adrian saw, walking around the facility. But he said this one didn't have a head. This one just had like its shoulders and its arms and it was walking around. And there are other reports of shadow people on this base as well. So we have the UFO encounters. We have a ton of those. Couldn't even tell you all of them. There's so many encounters of aliens, or UFOs at least, over nuclear bases. But here we have shadow people, which tend to be more in the realm of ghosts and demons than aliens. So why are the shadow people here what I think is interesting is, first off, let's put on our skeptic hat, which is nothing, because we don't believe in hats. Skeptics don't believe in anything. Technically, my go-to... Let's say these stories are true, right? You're like, Jason, a skeptic wouldn't even give you that much. But let's say that these stories are true. My first go-to is... These aren't shadow people. This is camouflage technology. These are actual humans walking around. And this is the this is as good as it gets. They're like, hey, can I have a suit that makes me invisible? And the scientist goes, well, I can make a suit that makes you less visible. How would you how would you like to be a swirling black mass? And they're like, what? That actually that actually makes me more visible. I'm trying not to cause any commotion at all. They're like, listen, scientist goes, I can't make you invisible. What do you think this is, Harry Potter? But what I can do is make it so if somebody looked and saw you, you would look like a ghost. <laughs> Scientist comes out with a white sheet with holes in it. He's like, here you go. That'll be $50 million, please. I can make you look like a sh shadow person. <laughs> but there's two limits to the technology. One, you can't wear shoes with it for whatever reason. We can turn everything into a shadow but your shoes. Your Nike Air Force Ones have to remain at base. But they'll be able to see you. But if they looked at you, no one's going to tell anyone that there's a shadow person walking around. And you go, Jason, that's actually quite fascinating. That's the reason why I listen to your podcast. However, what about the dude with no head? <laughs> they send in a spy with no head? I got an answer for that, too. No. They send in a spy with a head because that's kind of integral to being a spy. But he was probably, like, looking down... Like eating ice cream cone. <laughs> I actually don't have a reason for why he wouldn't have had. I figure maybe if he was looking down, but even if I looked down and was eating an ice cream cone, first off, first rule of being a spy, don't eat ice cream, don't eat ice cream cones on your mission. But maybe he was like trying to fix his zipper or something like that. Or maybe he was looking down at his beautiful feet. I don't know. But anyways, if you looked down enough, you would just see your shoulders and you wouldn't see the top of your head or that you had a head. And he could be doing that. <laughs> He could have been a double-jointed freak who also had a camouflage technology. That would be my first guess, right? 
because I believe a lot of the UFOs we see over nuclear plants are terrestrial in nature. And this could be, same thing, this could be a spy from another country who has this camouflage technology and is walking around. And, and, and then I started thinking, wow, I wonder how many shadow people actually are spies. But then I remember most of the shadow people that I've personally seen were in my grandma's backyard. And I don't think the CIA was going to my grandma's backyard because she was growing weed or whatever. She was growing weed. But I, I don't think the CIA was there for that. I think, I, I think I've seen shadow people and they definitely weren't agents of the federal government. I've stuck my hand inside of them. I'll put that episode in the show notes. It was a really good episode. But it would be an easy way to be less noticeable, right? To basically be unbelievable. You'd be unbelievable in that moment. Then there's the option that these are actual shadow people. And the thing with shadow people is we don't know what this phenomenon is. They're not demons. They're not ghosts. This is something... That really, the best way to describe them is alien. I think one of the best explanations I heard, it's definitely the most evocative, is that the shadow people were the original inhabitants of hell. When the big giant war happened in heaven and God threw down one third of the angels into hell, there's a bunch of shadow people there already and they're like, ah! And because they seem so aloof when i've encountered shadow people it's i it makes you feel like an ant it makes you feel like a pet it's super weird like when you see these things they the same way you don't really care if there's a potato bug in your bushes outside your house is the way it feels when you encounter a shadow person you're not terrified of them they don't care that you exist you can do nothing to them you're less than an ant, because even an ant, you're like, oh, dude, get out of here. I love ants, so I feed ants, but most people would be like, dude, get out of here. Go away, ant. They don't even care. They're so, they know we exist, but they just don't care. There's nothing we can do for them. So it's such an aloofness that makes it weird. Like a ghost may try to deliver you a message. A demon may try to scare you or trick you. The shadow person wants to do neither. They just... It's not even that they want to be left alone or they want to exist. It's They're so aloof. You can't even put a like a, an intention on them. It's very, very weird. I've interacted with ghosts and I've interacted with demons and I've interacted with shadow people. And out of the three, the shadow people are the most... I won't say the most upsetting because that's the demons. But there's just you feel insignificant to them. Like, you're not even part of their daily structure. Demons want to cause the downfall of man. Ghosts are just floating around and stuff. But it's so weird. I can't even... There's nothing I can compare it to. Because at least like a, a, a pet we take care of. I, 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 I can't... But anyway, so it's super weird to be around these things that have no feeling for you up or down. They know you exist. They don't really count. Fascinating. Why are they at these nuclear facilities? If these shadow people, if these are legitimate shadow people sightings, what are they doing at these facilities? We don't know. That's the thing. They are so aloof. I can't even come up with a theory. 
Now, I have a follow-up story I didn't have time to talk about today because I do have an encounter. It's not necessarily nuclear, but it's along the same lines of a monster being sighted at a NASA facility. I didn't have time. I ran out of time. I ran out of time. I spent so much time telling feet jokes. There was another story I want to cover. I'm going to have to save it for another episode. But we talked about shadow people at these facilities. What if I told you that there's another story. It's about a monster at a NASA facility. There's multiple sightings of this giant of this giant monster. It doesn't say whether or not it wears shoes at a NASA facility, but we will save that. That's a little teaser for a future episode. I do think that demons would have, just like aliens, an interest in our technology. But the interesting thing is aliens, I believe, would want to stop us from nuking ourselves. The forces of darkness would love to do nothing but encourage it. So if the original inhabitants of hell are walking around our nuclear bases, maybe they are just passing through, right? Or maybe they're not as uninterested as they seem. Maybe they're just uninterested in me because they make me feel insignificant. Maybe this is the first scouting mission for their infernal neighbors. Because if you think a madman with a nuclear arsenal is dangerous, imagine a demon with that much power. Imagine a dark prince of hell with the ability to press a single button and start nuclear Armageddon. Truly a frightening thought. As nukes rain down on the planet and vaporize human life, it sends countless souls into the clutches of Satan while also turning God's greatest creation into a charred landscape choked with fire and smoke, spinning forever alone through a silent cosmos. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at Dead Rabbit Radio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.